This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. It's so weird because we're doing one day a week on video now, which means I have to mind my manners. Normally, when I do a podcast, I look all around the room and I flap my hands because I started in radio and radio and any sort of performative video aspect, whether it's TV or this, uh, very different from each other because when you're doing audio only, when you're only in that medium, you're totally in your head. And so when I'm in my head, I'm looking around for all the thoughts that are flying about like phantasms and they're phantasmastic. Uh, But now I feel like I have to be really a classy lady and look right at you since you've taken the time to meet me here on this video version of the podcast. So a lot of people ask me, and I think uh, we have to start with something very groundbreaking and important. A lot of people ask me, Kennedalia, why do you wear hats? And it's a fine question. Uh, I was informed this Christmas break by my spawn, my 13 and 17-year-old daughters, that hats are out. And they said that explicitly. And uh, they, it, it wasn't even tough love. They were telling me that uh, my head style was over. But I'm going to be honest with you, it has been quite a journey. So I started wearing hats in the 90s because in the 90s, uh, notoriety was a very, very different thing. Nowadays, with social media, everybody wants to be a brand. Everybody wants traction. They want likes. They want visibility. They want to be famous. They want to be as well-known as possible. And there's nothing you can do. There's there's nothing too tawdry. Like, OnlyFans is, uh, it's like having uh, a, a URL or an email address, an AOL account in the 90s. It's like going into an AOL chat room. It's no, but there's no shame. You know, it's like you show the boobies, you lick the feet, you do whatever you have to do in order to have people look at you. And that is the new measure of success. In the 90s, it was very, very different. And for those of us who came to have some notoriety uh, based on a series of mediocrities, you can imagine there was a great deal of resentment. There were people walking around the world uh, who would look at me and not so much my fellow VJs because they They thought that they were live and lean special beasts who deserved to be in the pantheon of MTV infamosities. But they a lot of people felt that I was very obnoxious, which I was unashamedly. So I started MTV when I was 20 years old and I was a spaz. I was a jackball. If you threw me in a room, I would bounce off the walls and I was completely sober. Imagine if I had a meth or heroin habit back then. Imagine if there was social media with my meth and heroin habit. I wouldn't be here right now, needless to say. But yeah, that's that's how I got the attention of the people who hired me uh, was by pushing boundaries, lipping off, being brash, having a great time when great times were not meant to be had. 
uh, but I was that person. And I had big hair and weird style. Uh, I wore a lot of men's pajamas and a lot of flannel. You know what? I still do. And I still wear hats. So why did I start wearing hats? Because I was in uh, the gynecologist's office one day. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was late to intercourse. I was 20 years old and I had never, I I was still, I had not been deflowered. I was still flowered. And... So I was mortified to be in a gynecologist's office for no other reason than to make sure that I wasn't given a faulty vagina. And there's a guy in the office who's there, obviously, with his lady friend. And so he starts going, hey, hey, MTV girl. You know, we're in New York. He's like, hey, hey, MTV, what are you doing? What are you doing here at the doctor, MTV? And I'm like, mortified. It's like the last place I wanted someone to recognize me was in the vaginacologist's office. But there we are. And I, I couldn't hide. I couldn't run. It's doctor's office, waiting room. It's quiet. People are reading Women's Wear Daily and Elle and, you know, Vagina Weekly and whatever they read. And I'm sitting there just a target for his curiosity. And he, he wasn't he wasn't being a jerk. He was just, you know, overcome because someone that he had seen at night on his TV was now sitting there waiting for a pap smear. So not Pat smear, the guitarist from Nirvana. God bless him. Very different time. Very different story. I've got one about that. I'm not going to go into it. It's about the hats. Stay right there. More from me, Kennedy, coming up. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. So around the same time, I developed a love of snowboarding. I loved snowboarding. I loved going to Craig Kelly's World Snowboard Camp in uh, Whistler Blackcomb, B.C. That's in British Columbia. That's in Canada. Uh, that's where I learned how to snowboard. Uh, the, the late, great, incredible Craig Kelly taught me how to snowboard. A lot of people wearing beanies, toques, hats. Uh, you know, it's like wool, knit caps, whatever you want to call them. That's what everybody was wearing. And I realized when I put on a hat people didn't recognize me as much, which to me was a great thing. Not because it wasn't nice for people to go, oh, hey, high five, MTV lady, where's Kurt Loader? That happened plenty. It was the mean people. So about 30% of the people I interacted with were very resentful and they wanted to let me know their feelings that they thought I was annoying and that I shouldn't be on MTV, that I didn't deserve it. So when I disappeared under a hat, uh, I felt pretty good about the world. I wasn't as self-conscious. And so I've pretty much stayed in a wool beanie ever since. And then I went to college late. Um, I tried going to college when I was 18. It didn't happen. It didn't last. Maybe you've you've gone down this road with me on the podcast in the past. I went to Pasadena City College for three weeks. I was taking a communications class and an advertising class. And communications, if you got an internship at a radio station, you got 10 extra percentage points in the class. So that was automatically going to bump me up to a C. I started interning at a radio station, K-Rock, KROQ in Los Angeles, got a job as an in-studio producer and a part-time DJ, and that's how my broadcast career started. So college did not happen for me when I was 18. It's not meant to happen for anyone that age, by and large, but, you know, we force people into college uh, because it's like advanced high school where you get to drink white claws and touch other people's body parts without your parents yelling at you. That's And then you learn how to be a communist. That's 
to me what college is now. I started going when I was 28 because I was bored. I was doing a morning show, a morning radio show. I had nothing to do after 10 a.m. So I started going to Santa Monica College and somehow, no one told me this, but somehow there were two things I got in my head. One was that I didn't want to be recognized by anybody because I didn't, I just assumed that still 30% of people hated me and were resentful that I was an obnoxious person uh, loaded with nothing but mediocrities on MTV. So I didn't want professors to fail me. But also, I got it in my head <laughs> that if I wore hats, that the knowledge couldn't escape. So then I started taking all of my tests and wore hats. And after a couple of semesters, I had a 4.0. After two years, I had a 4.0. And then I took an astronomy class. It was one of the last classes I took at Santa Monica College before I went to UCLA. Fours up. Go Bruins. And I was in class ready to take a test. And the professor was like, uh, everyone remove your hats. And I was like, absolutely not. And I was like, I started to get like sweaty and shaky. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a B and like not fail. I mean, come on. I'm not going to fail the test. Look, look what I'm working with. I, I, was, I was doing pretty well in astronomy. Uh, so I went up to him, Gary Fouts, my astronomy professor, and I was like, I have to wear this hat. And I was like, I have a glitch. And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I don't have the documentation because there was no documentation. I, I did not have a diagnosis for having some sort of an umbrella issue that required me to wear hats. But in my brain and my feelings at that moment, the most important thing in the world I could do was wear a hat. And he was like, oh, my God, you can't, you can't like, just show me the inside of the hat so I know the answers to the test aren't in there. And I was like, here, look, there were there were no answers to the test. And from that moment on, the hats really became my security blanket. And I love them because I feel like I can traipse throughout the world and still, you know, no one ever says, oh, you're the libertarian from Fox News ruining the world. I am saving the world as the name of the podcast will lead you to believe. So, yes, I'm still very much in hats and uh, I like it immensely. So if you're looking for a new style choice in the New York, oh, one other thing. I was at a bar with a young man I was dating. And another young man from the bar, when the man I was dating went to the bathroom, came up to me. He was very serious and he had to compose himself. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm trying to like read him, like what's going on here? And he said to me, he loves you so much. He's sticking with you. And then he like started to choke up and he goes, even through the cancer. And I was like, stolen valor. I don't, I don't have cancer. I just like hats. They make me feel better about myself. And the good thoughts can't escape if you're wearing one. That, uh, that didn't make me look sane or rational in the moment. But I think the fact that I was not given a cancer diagnosis brought him some measure of comfort. So maybe that is the service that I have given to the world. So for whatever reason, I don't care if hats are out. I'm staying in one. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.